This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk episode 8. This is a part of the Rams monthly review show. I'm here with three fantastic guests today. Uh, We'll start off Casey Mosley. How are you, mate? I'm all good. How- I'm, I'm doing all right, thank you. I'm doing all right. I'm joined by Lewis Halkins. Hello. F- Hello thanks mate. for having me back. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, welcome back. And I'm joined by Matt Tully. Hello. Good to be on the podcast. Hello, mate. Welcome. Welcome. And we're here today and we were really, really hoping we'd be able to talk about the takeover being done. Uh, hopefully by the time this episode does come out, the takeover is done. Um, for that reason, we're going to kick off today's episode talking about something different to the takeover, which makes a bit of a change. Derby recently have been linked to players for, for probably the first time in about two years. And I mean, for non-Derby fans, it's hard to explain, isn't it? Sort of how excited it is to actually be linked to players again. Um, there's been a couple of players linked and we'll, we'll sort of talk through all of them. So I'll start with you, Casey. Uh, the first name that was linked with Derby was Aidan Flint. Obviously, we all know Aidan Flint's from around here. He's a, he's a Derby lad. Um, and he's also a colossal centre-half. Um, what are your thoughts on him? For me, when I hear him, an experienced championship centre-back, for example, and one of the stats I've heard from him was when he was in League One one season, he had like 15 goals or something. I've heard something like that. And I think that's pretty good for a centre-back, for example. But I think if we do have opportunities to get him in, I think him and Curtis Davis would be in immense in League One, and I think we'd have no problems trying to get promoted in the first season. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they're they're two really big, strong defensive centre halves, aren't they? And I think in League One, it'll be it'll be quite beneficial to have centre halves like that. Um, it's it's a different league to the Championship, as we all know. Um, Lewis, I'll move on to you. I mean, you know, I know you've spoken about Aidan Flint in the past. So what are your thoughts on him? Uh, yeah, experience. He's obviously massive. He's like eight foot 12 or something. Um, so, you know, you, you don't just get, but you don't just get the, the big defender. You you get the goals as well. And, and that's what we've been missing. I, I didn't really think about this before, but he, if he can bang, yeah, if he could bang in 10 plus goals in League One, um, you know, that's a lot of goals from a position where we, we don't really get any. All right, I know Davis has popped yeah. up a couple, but yeah, if we can spread the goals like that all through the team, then we're laughing, really. I think we are. And I mean, 
you know, it's been a problem for Derby for years, like you alluded to there. Like, I can't remember the last time we had a centre-half hit more than five goals in the season. It, it's got to have been years, hasn't it? You know, we had the likes of, of Keogh at the back, who quite literally couldn't score to save his life. Um, you know, even Davis before this season was was really struggling to find the back of the net. Um, and you, you think some of the players that we've had have been been such big players as well, like actual like physically tall players. So it's it's strange to think that we we haven't scored more. Yeah. So I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Matt? Well, basically following on what from what Casey says, we're getting an experienced champion defender, Bristol City, Middlesbrough, Cardiff, and we're going into League One. We've got to expect these sort of signings. We go in there as one of the big dogs which will be nice. Us and Sheffield Wednesday, we're really, realistically, we're going to be attracting the best players um, relative to that division. So, sort of player like Aidan Flint, I'd fully expect us to be looking at. Um, we're a club that's going to be starting a new era. So, it's it's going to be happening, these sort of signings. It'll be the first of many. It won't just be Flint. We'll be seeing a lot more than that, I would fully expect, once the takeover is completed. I'm going to say they're the they're the key words, aren't they? Once the takeover is completed, uh, I, I think I think you're all right to be honest. I think Aidan Flint's one of those players where you bring him into League One, he brings us something that we don't currently have in the team. You know, you know, Lewis, you spoke about it. It's one of our weak points. Um, we've not had big centre halves. We've not had centre halves that score goals, and I think that'd be massive for us. And that takes us to a, another player who's also known for his headed goals, James Collins. Now, James Collins is also at Cardiff. We seem to have a thing for Cardiff players at the minute. Um, he's got a year left on his contract. Uh, he's been linked with us. Apparently, we've inquired for either a loan or for him to be let go on a free transfer. He's barely played all season, but when he played for Luton, he was terrific. Um, and Casey, sort of, what do you make to that sort of signing? Does it feel a little bit like a Colin Chasm Richards replacement? You could say that, yes, because as I recall him with Luton, especially when they were back in the years in League One as well, he used to bag a load of goals. So you could say he's got the experience in that division to get his at least 10, 20 goals during that season. And yeah, like I say, he could be that one that could be called has a Richard replacement, possibly, if he doesn't stay, of course. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I don't think Kazan Richards is going to stick around. I don't know if uh, if that's a popular opinion, but I have a feeling his, uh, his time at Derby might be up by now. Uh, and Lewis, um, you know, talking about James Collins, what sort of dimension would he bring to our team that we don't currently have? I think he's just got a lot about himself. Like I remember when he when he was playing in League One, it's, he had a, he had a name for himself, and he I, I don't know. It seems like what we've had this season, we've had Colin, who's who's physical, you know, and he can hold hold his own, but without the goal scoring, and we've had a goal scoring plunge, but who hasn't got any physicality. I just think he he could just be a the unfashionable League One signing that we need to make. Mm. We don't necessarily want to, we wouldn't necessarily go out to get him, you know, every day of the week, but he could be someone who holds his own up there on his own. And, you know, the the team can kind of grow around him. Um, You know, who who knows? He he might not even be coming in as a first, first choice striker, but, you know, someone who knows the league and 
knows he's more than capable of handling the league is you know you can't moan even if he's even if it's a fee I can't I can't see it being a lot they signed him for nothing so yeah fingers crossed yeah you're right you're right and um you know you talked about in there he, he brings something that we we don't currently have he he's he might be a nice middle ground you know he's he's probably not got anywhere near Plange's pace but with regards to sort of every other attribute he's a good middle ground between Colin and Plange um and and yeah like you say maybe he's not even the main man maybe he could be the player that you know we bring as a squad player maybe we have multiple strikers hopefully we have multiple strikers that can find the back of the net I can't remember the last time we had we had more than one striker that could actually you know score goals it's it's been a while hasn't it and you know I saw someone on Twitter yesterday comparing to Chris Martin and you know, I'm, I'm one of them that will never move on from Chris Martin. Chris Martin's uh, my favourite striker for Derby, I think, ever. I think I'm just showing my young age there. But it'd be nice to have a striker of that sort of calibre and that sort of ilk and that sort of play style in League One. And I think, you know, with the way Rudy wants to play, it could massively benefit us. And, and Matt, that brings me to you. Um, we've seen the likes of Lee Gregory drop from the Championship to League One. Uh, he's ended up scoring 17, 18 goals for a, a Chef Wednesday team that made the playoffs. Um, would you say that James Collins has the potential to do the same for us if he signs? It's funny you mentioned that. I was thinking about Lee Gregory being that sort of player that James Collins is, very experienced at the League One level. You look at his goal scoring, goal scored for Crawley and Luton. He's very much on that one in two, one in three sort of uh, goal scoring ratio. And you can't you can't really say no to that. Thirty one, still got plenty of years left in him. I mean, with a club like Derby, it's not exactly like age has been a, a thing we've been too worried about in recent <laughs> seasons. So I won't be too worried about that. But it didn't didn't do too great for Cardiff last season, but that could be for a number of issues. But yeah, in that League One level, he's been absolutely brilliant. He's a seasoned pro at that, so I'd very much welcome him at the club. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think I agree with all three of you. Again, it's becoming a bit of a theme here. Um, <laughs> it, it's just nice to be linked with players that that could really change the team and could really make an impact on the team. Um, and that brings us on to our third player that we're linked with. And I can I don't I genuinely don't know how to say his name. So if any of you know how to say his name, I've been trying. No, I've been, yeah, you know you know <laughs> what I mean. Is it is it is it Tom Barkhausen? Bark Barkhusen? Bark. I I genuinely have I no idea. Yeah, we'll Bark we'll go with that. We'll go with that. And I'm really sorry to to anyone that actually knows how it's said because uh, it's probably going to annoy them for the next five minutes. Um, but to to go to you, Casey. I mean, you know, Tom is a uh, he's a he's a forward that we know has got ability. He's struggled in recent years. Uh, he didn't score this season. He, he, he chipped in with two assists uh, in 13 appearances, which, you know, it's not the most exciting mm. stats. He's a player that, you know, he's known for having a lot of pace. He's, he's skillful. He's, he's tricky. Um, he's struggled in recent years, as I just said there. Do you think that a drop to League One for a team that could possibly be on the up under Wayne Rooney be a, be a good move for him? I think it could, because... I also recall Rathbone Morrison, for example, everyone was doubting him and he's had his tough, but very bad years and all that. And Rooney just set that aside and just believed in him. And I think he can do the same with, with Tom and all that. And 
yeah, I think he could be a good replacement for Tom if he does leave, of course, Tom Lawrence. Um, I do love to see him stay just because he's done such a good season for us and start everything off the pitch. But Mark Houston is actually good at pace going forward. I think him and Ebioe would be brilliant together in League One. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think your pronunciation there was absolutely bang on. I think that was that was the closest <laughs> I think any of us are going to get to that. Um, yeah, so so Lewis, it does seem to be a bit of a Tom for Tom substitution uh, at Derby this season. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've watched him a lot in the past. He's he's 28, so he's got a couple of years left. Um, what are your thoughts on on how he'd fit into our current system? Or 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 sorry, I just thought of another idea. Or do you think that Rooney could change the system we play to suit him? Yeah, I, I think a part of me thinks, is he going to be a Malcolm replacement? Is he going to be a Lawrence replacement? Oh, you don't know. He's definitely going in there to have, you'd think with his talent, he's going to go in there and, and for a starting slot in the team, um, which is, you know, you've got to look at it like that, I think. The only doubt I do have is, I, I don't I don't question his ability uh, to, to, to carry us in League One, but the only thing I doubt is his injury record and, you know, I I looked the other day and he, he's hardly played the season. I don't know if that's injury or not, but I, I'm hoping someone else can kind of fill me in with that. But yeah, I, I do know that he's he's uh, he has broke quite a bit. So yeah. I take him, but you you wouldn't want to go in the whole season hoping he'll hold himself together. That's that's all I'd say. Yeah, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, do you? With with a player that's got a poor injury record. I mean, we've seen that in the last few years. Probably more than most clubs with the likes of George Thorne, Christian Bielik, you know, players like that that have suffered numerous long-term injuries. It's it's not what you want, especially for a team that's sort of looking to bounce straight back up to the championship. The last thing you want is to to spend lots of money on a on a player and as in like from a wages perspective and, and him not even play. You know, that that's the worst thing that could happen um at this level. So yeah, I do agree with you. I think it's it's a concern. It's a concern. He has been injured a lot this season, um, which is why he's missed a lot of the season. But at the same time, if he can stay fit, he'll be an asset for us. He will be an asset for us. And and Matt, I'll come to you. We've we've talked about, you know, Tom. Come on, you, you you know how it's said. I'm sure you know how it's said. Uh, Balkhausen. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, go with that. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Yeah. So we, you know, we've we've all know the level that he's played at. We all know the level he can play at. Um, however, if you had to pick between swapping in for Tom Lawrence or swapping in for Malcolm Evioe, which one would you swap him with? Tom, I'd, I'd swap him with Tom. They just seem very much like to like. But I do want to get back to an earlier point you made about the idea that Rooney could potentially change his style of play to fit in with Barkhausen. I just don't think he would do that. I don't think he's going to ever change how he plays. Otherwise, he's had a wasted season of trying to get the team to play out from the back. I think that's Rooney's philosophy. I don't think any sign he's going to make will change that. Uh, So I think if Barkhausen comes in, it's going to be very much similar to how Lawrence is currently playing. He won't budge anything for that I think he just really wants to build upon that with the squad he's got with the youth he's got yeah yeah I, I you know I think you're right I think you're right it's it's interesting isn't it obviously we'll all have our own views on on who's 
uh, what players we have that make the most impact, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think it's it's interesting to to talk about the way we're going to play because it's it's a big part of kind of why Rooney's stayed in the job is because he started something and he wants to finish it. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I'm sure, I know you said there, Matt, that, that he'll want to stick the same way. I have a feeling things will change. I have a feeling we'll play differently to how we played this year, simply because a lot of the pitches, a lot of the teams that we'll face play a very different style of football and facilitate a very different style of football um, to what we're obviously used to. You know, some of our better results last season came against the likes of Fulham. There aren't any Fulhams in, in League One. There's a lot more Barnsleys. There's a lot more Peterboroughs. There's a lot more teams that are going to really dig their heels in to try and get a result, especially at Pride Park. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some changes, but I do think you've you've made a really good point there that he has started building something here and, and it would be silly to change it, especially for players that he's bringing in. You do, you do make an interesting point on, yeah, we are going to be playing a lot of teams that on paper are going to be below us. And we, you would expect us to be on more of the offence against. Hmm. But then it does make me think, why would Rooney over a 46-game season try and stick with such a risky style of play and not yeah. translate that to the next season? Yeah, you've just got to hope he's smart, haven't you? You've got to hope that we approach this in the in the most pragmatic way possible. Um, uh, but, yes, going to say basically the opposite of our administration's gone. And that, that's something we're just going to have to see with the sort of transfers he does make, whether it is going to be like for like with Barkhausen coming in over possibly Lawrence, then Collins coming in to replace Kazim, that sort mm. of thing. That's something we're just going to have to see over the next month or two before the season starts. Yeah, yeah. And and that sort of takes us on to our, our last sort of rumour that's been, been going around recently. And this is a really strange one because uh, obviously the person in question is a Premier League player currently. Um, he's the polar opposite of our current right back, Nathan Byrne. Um, Phil Bardsley, you know, he's he's a solid defender. He's he's very very solid defensively. You know, he's he's played for teams known for their defensive abilities. You know, the likes of Burnley, the likes of Stoke. Yeah, you know, when you when you read those teams out, you know the sort of player you're getting getting involved with. Um, as I said there, he's, he's a bit of the opposite of Nathan Byrne. You know, Nathan Byrne's quite quick. Is he the best defensively? No, but he'll attack, he'll cause problems. Whereas Barsley's a bit more of a defensive fullback. And, and Casey, what do you make of the links? Do you think they're, they're realistic? Could be, but however, I don't, I'd love to see Byrne stay personally. And I think we need more of him in League One going forward and as well as coming back as well, because Barsley will be more just staying back and not going forward when we need it, especially with the wingers having troubles as it is. But I think I'd stick with Nathan Byrne. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. And, you know, Lewis, I'll come to you. It's an interesting one, isn't it, Phil Bardsley? Because he's 36. He's, you know, towards the twilight of his career. It's been said recently that Derby are signing, you know, it was said earlier in the podcast, it, it seems interesting that we've looked towards a lot of older players, especially last season and this season. Do you think Bardsley, um, you know, do you think it, it's it's silly of us at this point to be signing players that are still of, of quite a, quite an old age? And I'm sorry to anyone that's 36 or over, you're not really old. But in, in football in terms, in football in terms, it's it's quite old age. 
I, 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 I don't personally want Bardsley. He's not. It's not like he's a bad player, and he would. He, I'm sure he would do absolutely brilliant in the team. Probably be because I, I want Burn to stay, and, and that's what <laughs> type of football I want us to play. But you say that, but we took Jagielka in, and you know he, he was older. He mm. played centre back, and you know him and Davis were colossal, colossal, colossus, <laughs> colossal, yeah, <laughs> colossal at the back. Um, uh, so I, I think if he came in, it would be for the experience. You, you've you're losing people like Colin, who you know galvanised the team and and probably dragged a lot of the youngsters up with him, you know, and helped all the youngsters grow up. So when you when you consider you're losing players like you know Colin and you know, Jags left at the back. You you need to bring a couple of older guys in. Um, I think as long as they're on the, as long as they're free transfers, um, as long as they're free transfers, I, I don't see a problem with it. As long as they're proven quality, you know, Phil Barsley coming in on, on, on a free, as long as you're not paying him silly money as well, obviously um, you, you can't kind of go wrong with it. Is he going to play every game? You don't know. Um but will he add a lot to the squad and the character and, you know, already proven what Rooney has been doing with the old guys and, you know, making this real culture of, of one club. Um, mm. I've got no problem with older guys on freeze coming in because I know that it will be, well, I think I know it will be supplemented with, for instance, a lot of young, really talented loan signings, or you'd hope so anyway, you know, <laughs> he were, you'd hope Rooney would branch out to, United and Everton and, and see what they can give us, you know, um, and then, and then, and in between spend a little bit of money on a bit more prime players. And, you know, hopefully before you know it, you've got a, a, a mixed squad that's good enough ability wise and character wise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're great points there. It's, it, you need to build a, it's not just your first 11, is it? You've got to build a squad. Um, obviously, it's concerning with Barsley being in the Premier League. Burnley aren't known for giving big money to players. You know, they're notoriously quite tight with their wages. Um, but obviously, that's going to be whatever he's earning now is vastly above what he'd earn at Derby. But then I suppose when it when it comes to Barsley, it all depends on what he wants to do. You know, he, does he want to play football under someone that's his mate? Uh, you know he gets to he gets to see one of his his close mates every day. He gets to play in League One, a level which he'd be more than comfortable at. Um, would he be too bothered about the money at this point of his career? You know he's had his he's had his last payday in in the Premier League. Would he sort of do what the likes of Curtis Davis have done? You know Curtis Davis was rumored to be on thirty grand a week and dropped to four grand a week when when he signed his new contract last season. So. You know, it, it's massive, and and Lewis, I I guess, have you got anything else to add? Yeah, I I think what, I was thinking about this earlier today, and thinking what what will pull these players in, and a lot of these older guys who are maybe on the on the decline, they they may just look to more to the legacy uh, of of what they can bring. You know, go into a, a team that have been dying and out, and on the brink of going into you know going into the mud to to be able to bring that big team back up to the championship in, in, in one go, you know, that's why the likes of Davis is, is hopefully going to stay because he could have easy, he could easily go and sign for Hull. You know, he's been there before They're, they are, they have been linked. Yeah. Um, we, we spoke about it briefly before that they, did these guys want to go and, and play at the bottom of the championship and maybe, you know, take a beat in more often than not, or do they want to go 
take similar money and go to a good League One club who who could possibly bank straight back up and, you know, play under Wayne Rooney. Hopefully a lot of players will want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. And I think the second signing start coming through the door, it'll tell a big story on the sort of project that we're building here. You know, if we're, if we're bringing in players that are hungry, that really want to fight and you can see it every game like we could last season, I think it'll be very exciting. So, so let's hope it goes that way. Um, and Matt, sort of lastly to you, um, you know, we've spoken about Phil Bardsley there. If he did sign, uh, what sort of impact do you think he could make on the Starby team? Uh, I mean, that all depends if Nathan Byrne ultimately ends up staying. Um, otherwise, I see him as very much a squad rotation player. He's the sort of player that he can bring on for a good 30 minutes once Byrne has burned out. And uh, just, just sort of like... There's a similar role to what <laughs> that was awful. Uh, <laughs> a similar role what uh, Sturman's played certainly the second half of the season, where he has came on just to shore up the defence, see out results. I just I don't think there's anything wrong that could go uh, with signing Barzi. It'd probably be free, low wages, knows his stuff. It'd be brilliant at League One level. I I just think it, that'd be one of the better signings that we've been linked with. It's very logical. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it is it is nice to be linked with players with calibre, isn't it? You know, it's always been the same. Um, obviously, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't go so well. Um, hopefully, if this does go through, this is the one that goes well. I've seen a lot of rumours about it that, you know, he's spoken to Wayne Rooney and and there's a chance that it could happen as soon as the takeover's done. Um, and, you know, as I said at the start, hopefully by the time this episode goes out Tuesday morning, uh, the takeover is all well and done. Um, so just to talk about the takeover, I guess we have to. Um, you know, we have no choice. We're a Derby podcast. We have to discuss it. Um, hopefully tonight, you know, this is Monday evening. Uh, every announcement we've had so far has been at about midnight. So hopefully at midnight tonight, we have an announcement saying Chris Kirshner has bought the club. Let's pretend he has bought the club and let's pretend, you know, we're all partying and celebrating right now, knowing that we've got a club that's around next season. I'll start with you, uh, Casey. Um, what are your hopes for the long-term future of Derby? Oh, we, uh, we appear to have lost Casey for a moment there. I think the, uh, the Wi-Fi in Munich isn't what it is uh, over here. Uh, Casey, uh, could you give us your thoughts? <laughs> My bad on that one. Um... Yeah, I think Kirchner will need to concentrate on finance pers- personally than thinking of thinking of the big money in the club. And I'd also think about the investments as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, bringing in people in, obviously, he's got his American links and all that as well. And if that could work, personally, I think it would work around, even if the marketing around the stadiums, it helps as well. Get us in financial, get us... And then start to really think about dreaming about getting back into the Premier League where we belong as well. Yeah, I like it. I like that outlook. And and Lewis, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of talk about what Kirshner's model will be. Um, how do you see the long term future under him? It's a, it's quite a hard one to to work out really because we don't really know how much money he's got, um, and I. I'm not saying that in a neg- negative way, but he does hold his cards quite close to his chest in terms of his how much he is worth. So we don't know how much he's willing to put into it. Um, the, it I hate 
the term kind of buying your way out of the league, but you'd like to think that we'd be able to spend enough money to get us out of league one before long. Um, and then, yeah, you just, you just want, a, you just want an owner that's going to give, give the manager a bit of money every season to, to try and strengthen the team. I've, I can't even remember the last time. When was the last time we had a manager that got given some funds? Oh, actually Lampard did a bit, didn't he? But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's how long ago is that now? You know, and even, you know, Koku had peanuts to play with. So oh, I just want some st- sustainability and, you know, the, the, thought of being able to challenge in, in the championship again and you know and actually have a nice attractive team to follow and not just talk about the negatives every single day that that's that's all you can hope for right now not, yeah. I'm not looking beyond them <laughs> <laughs> nah that's that's absolutely fair enough it's it's tough to predict isn't it especially when it hasn't happened or has it at this point let's hope so um and and Matt to to finally come to you with with this Chris Kirshner has spoken about how we're going to have a bit of a competitive budget in League One. And Lewis alluded to there, you know, we don't want to buy our way out of the league, but it'd be nice to spend some money. Um, what sort of levels of money can you see us spending over the next couple of seasons? Uh, in terms of money that we're going to spend, obviously, no one really knows what he's willing to put into that uh, with regards to wage caps, with regard to the money he's going to put in on signings. I would imagine whatever that will be attracting big enough talent to the club to remain competitive at the top end of the league. I don't think we have to worry too much about that. And I'd, I'd rather us take it steady, make sure our debts are paid off before we start doing what Mel did under Lampard and chucking money at it on the gamble that we do go up. The last thing we need is this situation again. Best thing is to just use our status, use Wayne Rooney to bring in what we can and just remain competitive I believe we will do that because we are one of the biggest clubs in the league yeah yeah I uh, I think you're right I think you're right and and that's that's been a great episode lads I, I like to end every single episode on the same question and it's not an easy question uh, the question is where do you think Derby will finish in the league next season and and I'll start with you Lewis what do you reckon where do you think Derby are finishing uh, I'm going with a confident uh, first place. Oh, big call! <laughs> big call! Call it, call it, James Collins, twenty plus goals. <laughs> yeah, when... no, I, in truth, I have <laughs> no idea. No idea. Where would you be happy to finish? I've said it before. I've, you, you've got to be hoping for the playoffs at least. Mm. Yeah, you know, I think the play, playoffs would be success in in my eyes. Yeah, I think you're right, Matt. Uh, for a first season in League One, a lot of clubs struggled there. Uh, I would take, yeah, I'd take playoffs as well. I would like to think we could challenge for top two, but to keep expectations down over a rough couple of years, I'll go with top six. Yeah, I think I think that's. I wouldn't say a safe bet because there's every chance we finish like seventeenth, but yeah, top six is is good. What do you reckon, Casey? Well, I'd like top half finish at least. Anyway, depending on how. Bad the finances with uh, Kirchner, of course, but obviously I think F1 wants playoffs at least. But I'd love to see us getting automatics. Yeah, I think I think we all would. I think we all would, Casey and um, lads. It's been a fantastic episode. Uh, thank you very much for coming on, everyone who's listened. Thank you for listening. Uh, please remember to follow, like, do whatever you do on whatever you listen to this on. 
Um, this has been Rams Talk. Lads, thank you very much for joining me. Brilliant. It's been great. Yeah. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.